it says here I was busy finding a muff. So you, so you are dating again. I uh, no, this is the muff. Mm. That's that's a muff. It's the technical term for what goes on your microphone. Do, oh, do you I need, don't do believe you, that's the case. Do you need a, a clearer? Uh, here you go. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a muff. Uh, it even has bells on it to to that's optimize. It looks like an elf's hat. Mrs. Uh, Elf. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. Santa. So, uh, Mrs. Is, is my, is my, do I sound better through this? You sound very jolly. Uh, <laughs> very good. It might jingle a bit. Well, if you're doing it right. I was going to ask what practical benefit the bells have for a microphone cover, which I will not call a muff. I, I, I think it's a muff. Uh, no, like... do you know what a muff is? Actually. Uh, yeah, it, it's there to like absorb sound. It's it's a muff. Like it's w- the the little thing you put around your waist um, that quarterbacks put their hands in to keep them warm on cold uh, cold days. That's a muff. Oh. It's a muff. So the issue here is that I need like I can't see any of the. How do you dive into that? And why would you go mouth first, Pete Rose? Uh, you don't have a sock on yours, Chris. I don't. Um, Ryan, is that one of Lachlan's socks? Yeah. Okay. It's, what it's a ba- baby sock, yeah. Dirty. Uh, it's been in my backpack uh, since the last time we recorded. and It's got stuff on it. But it says Reebok 2T to 4T. How do you get your microphone dirty? Like, what? what are you, where are you taking that? Well, it was in my backpack, but then it fell out of my backpack onto the floor of the car. So, okay. I don't know if that explains it. That's less interesting than I hoped. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Patrick would dent his microphone. I don't know how he's doing that. Well, Ryan, you live such an interesting life and have interesting habits. You do the shower earphone thing. I was hoping that uh, the, the dirty microphone would be like, oh, I was recording while, I don't know, mm, mowing the lawn or a, something. On a, yeah. Mowing the lawn. That would be some good audio. That's that's the true noise cancellation test. So where where are you parked this time? Oh my gosh, I was just gonna ask the same question. Oh, the same place. Dying. Well, same, same parking lot, except for I'm parked in a, in front of a place that's called um No Bad Days Kayaks. All right, and uh, what is that in the background? Is it a ladder? It's a kayak. Uh, well, oh, oh, yeah, that's half good. of. It's half of a, it's half of a kayak. It's a, it's a kayak cut in half to be able to sit on the sidewalk, like, you know, flat. And then it's bungee corded to the pillar, but they're out of business, which is why I decided to pull, to pull <laughs> right mean, up to their front probably, door. Probably I mean, because they've been cutting their stock yeah, in half. So, so, so. <laughs> well, what? You know, infl- inflation is really Wait, bad. This building so... has 34 <laughs> pillars. So, <laughs> because there's another one, a different color, right? There's a yellow one just like right behind there. So, <laughs> how do we make a profit? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Why are we? Everybody comes in, they see the kayaks that we have. We use the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> The ones that are strapped to the pillars and cut in half, everybody wants those. And I'm like, oh, well, those are only one. But uh, since uh, you guys are both outdoorsmen, what 
what uh, what would you uh, estimate that the new kayak uh, costs? Mm. Well, there's probably a range. I mean, are, are we talking low end, this, medium this end? One is a is that a catch? K E T C H is that a brand of? Uh, it's a yak attack. Catch catch uh, products. I I would uh, guess that you can get in. A pretty decent, not not like the cheapest ones. Like someone will sell you a cheap one, I don't know, for a few hundred bucks. I would bet that like a good solid kayak would be, I don't know, in the six to eight hundred dollar range. It looks like it's a Floby. Uh paddlingmag.com, reputable source, uh, says that prices range from fifteen hundred to two thousand for a paddle or simple paddle. pedal. Pedal drive kayak. I think a paddle okay, is a Tom. type of kayak. Yeah, I mean, you're you just said pedal dr- drive, like so you've got a mechanism in there where you're pedaling your feet and somehow oh. there's a propeller or something or a. Is that the kayak? <clears throat> are you using Bing or are you using like a knockoff search engine? Yeah, I used it. Let's 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 go to Bing. Try try a Floby. Because I think there's some there's there's a re- cursive writing on the side of both of these, and, it, and that looks like an F. It, I'm looking it up. Okay, kayak.com. All right, where where are you flying? <laughs> Round trip, multi city packages. Oh wow, you really have to put in a lot of information to get a kayak. Trains and buses. They don't just let you get one. You gotta you gotta tell them all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it, it, this seems like an invasion of privacy. I, isn't isn't I'm the Floby isn't the Floby what Ming uses to cut his hair? <laughs> I think I think you're right. Okay, well, it seems <laughs> just like with the ratings. I don't think I know how to find ratings. I don't think we can figure this out. No, no, I listen. I I feel vindicated because I just went to a, our local sports store here and typed in kayak Is and that Costco and they'll no you and there's a, a massive range you can get one for $200 you can get one for $4000 yeah no here's one for 5600 i don't know what it does <laughs> pro angler 12 with 360 drive tech that that one kayak. that paddles itself it's it's one of those auto- autonomous uh, self drive kayaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't figure out how much what what brand this is. Uh, like it says, Yak Attack. It has Yak Attack catch. kayak. <laughs> I <don't know> <laughs> said, but I think Yak Attack is like rod holders. Um, oh, yeah, this is true. It's true. USA mich- made fishing gear and accessories. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that these were. Some of the one these kayaks that they chopped in half were some of the two hundred to four hundred dollar range, not the <laughs> not the four thousand dollar kayaks. Boy, you really you picked the, you you picked the most expensive ones. Well, I wanted to draw the eye. That's right. Oh, speaking of expensive ones, um, you guys were talking about how, how do you how do you say that backpack company, Thomas? Get them done. Uh, excuse me. Say that again. River. Low Raven, Raven, Low Raven, Polar Fox, so you're so you're telling me that they're like giving them away in Finland, but 
uh, here in the I've, states. I've never like seen anyone. Rich. I've never seen anyone get one of those for free. That's part of their marketing material. Get sent to Rose's store. So it's just lies. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess they're like, they're like in, in, in the U.S. They're like they're not going to check. <laughs> they're can not you have know Rose, anyone. like ask where I go to get one? Yeah. I like free stuff. Like I'll go there and we can record it. And I can go and get my free. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm gonna ask her about that because that was like one of the things of like they use to like uh, you know what what about their company like why they're such like a great company is like oh we give these away. Um, like how, is, how is that? How is that the you selling see. point? Our, our products suck so much. We gave these away for free in another country. You should buy them for. But not hundred. here. But not here. That's that's the best part. Is like you're paying three hundred dollars for a backpack so that someone across the globe in Sweden of all places. It's not like it's not like um what's the third world country right? It's not like Bombas that says like for every we're gonna socks, give yeah buy a pair of shoes or, or we're gonna pops. buy a pair yeah. of socks for um for a homeless person. It's like no. Yeah. For like one of the wealthier countries in the world, we're just giving them away. I, I, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing them for sale for like ninety to hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what Rose said. They're they're like they're they're like eight. They have different like uh, models that go between eighty and hundred in her store. Yeah, I had completely forgotten that um, that's the backpack that Meg bought for Maria for Christmas. Oh, it is. Yep. How much? How um, much well, she brought it. Rose brought it up because in succession last night, Mattis. No, don't wearing... don't spoil anything. Oh, my. oh, I can't spoil what clothes he was wearing. He was wearing like <laughs> pants. He had backpack pants in a sweater that were all flow raven. So yeah. they make yeah, they make yeah. pants, too. Yeah, yeah they, they make they pants make with pockets. Of... They make pants with cargo pockets on the knee, like on the front, because <laughs> that's what he was wearing. <laughs> he put his phone just like over his knee in a, in a pocket that was just like above his knee. Do uh, does Rosa's store have uh, any other uh, Scandinavian Swedish uh, brands? Probably, I'll have to ask her. They they get so many. Basically, if a customer like because they have like this turn down sheet where like if a customer asks for something and they don't have it, they just put that in and then they send it into the buyers, and most likely the buyers will go and get that brand. So they have. So many brands. Okay, you should should they... find out if they have Lundhogs. That's that's my favorite. Lund, Lundhogs. Lundhogs. Yes. Isn't that a dresser from IKEA? Hmm. Okay, guys, I have, I have a very important question. Okay, you said Ryan something about turn down. I don't know. That's what they call it. Is a turn down list. Isn't turn down service? That's something you get to. Yes, the that's my. That's that's what I want to know. What is turn down service? So the hotels are like, we have turn down service. Right, and then Rose is like, well, we have a turn down list. <laughs> To where if a customer asks for something, we put it on the turndown list and send it in. I haven't asked, like, why is that called that? Uh, uh, turn turn down service. What is that? I don't know. Wait, <laughs> it has something to do with bedtime, like with bedtime. <laughs> no, turn down service. I assume it means they'll oh. come, if, you're, if you're sleeping on your stomach or if you're sleeping on your back, <laughs> they'll come in, <laughs> they'll flip you over for free <laughs> and give you a little, you know. Little, hand, little handy yeah little hand hand massage okay so turn down service according to wikipedia is the practice of staff entering a guest room and quote unquote turning down the bed linen of the bed in the room preparing the bed for use in multiple countries 
turning down the bed linen? What the hell does that mean? mean? In multiple countries, and there's a a citation of the Christian Science Monitor, um, an item such as a confectionery, such as a chocolate or a mint, is sometimes left at the top of a pillow. Some hotels, okay, and this uh, citation comes from Huffington Post. Some hotels have more elaborate turndown service, such as bedtime stories for children and cocktails. <laughs> That doesn't sound like in cocktails served to the couples. That sounds like a completely different thing. Like, how, how, why would you call that turn down? I don't know. None of this makes and what, sense. What does it mean to turn down linen? Why is it called that? Yes. Why is it called that? What do you turn down the, the linens? Like you flip um, them over? You turn them inside? <laughs> like, like right, we're not going to replace them, but we'll make your bed. Like, whatever. What's wrong? With I the, guess. Like, we'll yeah, make like, your bed. Oh, you pulled you pulled the sheet out. Let me let me tuck the sheet back in for you. I left it in a crumpled ball in the tub. What, what were you and... doing in here last night? <laughs> I, I I like to think hotels have started to do um, like in my mind it's it's some form of of greenwashing slash uh, saving money measure where you have to actually put out the the little tag thing on the door on the door handle on the outside, if you want them to come in and clean. And then on this piece of paper, it will say something like, out of environmental concerns, blah, 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 we will only clean your room every three days or so, unless you put it out, something like that. So of the traveling I've done in the last few years, so it used to be an environmental thing, and then COVID hit, and now they're like still using that as an excuse. Like due to COVID, <laughs> we're, we don't do maid service, which is just a total <laughs> lie. It's like... No, we found out that like we'd get away with not doing it, and now we're understaffed, and so we don't. <laughs> because like nothing works anymore, right? Like you go to a hotel and yeah, you don't get maid service, you don't get fresh towels unless you What's ma- he doing? He's wearing Oh, okay. What's wrong? What look did like... you just fill up with water? Did you buy one of those pee things? Like that's it looks like you were tipping one of those pee bags up to your mouth. You're putting it's, the mouth to your mouth. I, it was. It, it's. It's just a. It's. It's just like. It's like a tea. It, don't worry about it. It's a. It's a powder. You fill. You. You. You fill the bag with water, and then you drink it. That sounds a lot like the pee bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking pee bags. You got me addicted to the pee bags. I can't get enough of the gel. It One works. Return. It works because he's also in a car. Like there is a thought bubble on the outside of the car where Ryan is sitting. The car like, told me. The car had the idea. Hey, let's stop and get some pee bags. And it's a circular you, economy. You fill it up and drink them. You drink them and then you fill them up and then it's it's just it. It's, it's a circular economy. It's self sustaining. That, that that gel goes down nice. We need a countdown, uh, Chris. Um, how are the Timberwolves doing? You want to count down something? They're not out. Points, points allowed, field goals. I don't, I don't know. Do I want to count down the number of double-digit leads that they've given up in the playoffs? Hmm? How about just, how, just, just last night, and they still just won. last night. <laughs> they gave up Do- multiple double-digit leads, and somehow still won in overtime. Do I want to count down how many of their top players are injured? Hmm. Mm. One of them is like they're like one of the best defenders in the NBA is yeah. injured because he punched a wall and he yeah. has a broken hand now. And that's passion, though. That's passion. <laughs> why did he? Why did he punch a wall? 
Uh, he's mad. <laughs> and um, I don't know if he thought it was padded. I guess a few <laughs> feet, like, a few feet to the left, it was. Um, oh boy! But he's just missed the pad. Well, what just... what, do you, what do you mean padded? <laughs> padded well, in basketball gyms, there are pads that are against the wall because oftentimes you're, or or the especially in practice gyms, you're careening out of control, and sometimes you run into the wall, and so they're padded. In that way, you hit the pad instead of just the you know concrete wall um uh, how about apparently he missed the pad how about it, i count down the pad's the... only like 20 feet wide um and he, he just missed it just missed it just missed it uh how about i count down the number of playoff series victories the timberwolves have won in the history of the franchise oh okay two one oh man Alexa, play Tim. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. Welcome to the SSEU podcast. I am your host, Thomas, is usually joined by Ryan and Chris. Ryan, how's Indiana? Well, I was in what the hell was that? That was a dump truck. Um, uh, I was in Indiana, I think, four to six months ago. Okay, so, how was it? Uh, it was fine. <laughs> I didn't actually get to Indiana. I I met I I drove to Memphis. Okay, met Patrick in Memphis and then drove back. Okay, and where was Patrick coming from? Indiana. Did you go to the to the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid in Memphis? Isn't that is We're in Memphis? West Memphis. Um, oh, okay. That wasn't really where we planned to draw to meet, but we had to. Patrick had to come further because my car, like, there's this thing um, that cars need to for the engine to keep running. It's called gasoline. And um, as I was, you know, it was about three or four in the morning, just going 75 miles an hour. On the highway in Memphis, just cruising along, everything was perfect. And all of a sudden, the car just, you know, started to slow down. Um, I was like, oh, did I turn off the cruise? What what happened? Why am I, why, why, why is nothing happening when I'm pushing the gas? And then um, I realized, I looked at the, there's this gauge that tells you whether you have a lot of fucking gas, which is by the F. Okay, that's or, what F stands for. Yeah, or... If you have equal to zero gas and it was below that equal to zero line. And I was like, oh, that's right. I haven't looked at that <laughs> in hours. <laughs> so just <laughs> Ryan, it sounds to me like you had a singular focus. I did. I was I was focused. I, I was like, I'm driving. I'm focusing on the driving. <laughs> There's. Nothing else that is important right now. Um, you know, uh, you know, changing lanes, going around people. Uh, were you, not going were you too focused fast. on that? Were you focused on that too, or just the driving part? The whole like I'm driving. Well, I consider that part of the driving. Okay, so that's, okay, so you're looking at other cars. Anything lanes, else that has to do signs, with just, maps, you know, navigation? No, navigation, uh, gauges. The, I can't. You I can't. can't be expected to keep track of all of that stuff. And uh, how, how long did this uh, this trip take? Well, it was about 
I think Patrick ended up having to drive 10 hours. We we're supposed to each drive eight hours, but mine, I stopped short of the uh, destination we were planning to meet at because of the gas. And then I had to walk um, about three miles on the side of the highway in the middle of nowhere. What time of day was this? It was 3 a.m. Okay. And so I so you left your like, kids. You left your kids in the car. It's 3 a.m. No, they Take were it. with Patrick. Patrick was bringing them. Patrick oh. was bringing Jack and Rhett to me. So you, you didn't even. I assumed like, it oh, was, okay. I, I can only focus on so many things because my kids are are like I'm dealing with them as well. No, no, no I needed another car. person. I needed another person to, to, to be the gauge watcher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To remind oil pressure. Those things. Rhett, yeah. What's my oil pressure? Uh, that, that, that's why there are two people in like uh, 24 hour Le Mans, Le Mans, however you say that. That's true. <laughs> right. You have a gauge man would, and a driver. Yeah. I would be great for that. Um, I could, I could just focus on the driving and they could just tell me like, you know, Oh, it's time to go to the bathroom. All right. So, 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 so Patrick drove for 10 hours and you drove for. Well, well six, six wolf. hours. And then I so I waited until like the sun like started to come up a little bit. And like I was like, hell, there's this gas station like three miles away. I could start walking. Wait, wait, so I started this? walking. Um, yeah, well, see, I think I was somewhere in Arkansas still. I don't think I got all the way to Memphis. We were supposed to meet in Memphis. And um, uh, and anyway, it was just it was in the middle of nowhere. I can't remember now. I had I had pictures. I sent you guys pictures of all of the all of the things I saw as I was walking back to my car when the sun started to come up. And like, but the thing that was terrifying once. So I walked to the gas station in the dark and I kept tripping on all of these. I, there was these just like these large objects um, because there was very little room on on the uh the shoulder it was a yeah, very true like, true narrow yeah, shoulder i mean it's, um they're and... designed not so much for pedestrians it's true <laughs> no and so there were and it was just semi after semi after semi i was walking into on the way to the gas station i was walking like toward the traffic because i was just walking on the side of the road that i stopped on and so i could see everything coming toward me and i kept and it was mostly just semi traffic and then I got the gas at the gas station. The sun had come up a little bit and I could see and I was walking back the same way. And about halfway into my walk, I was like looking at the, all these things and realizing what it was that I kept tripping over on the way there. It was giant chunks of tire from the semis. And I realized, oh no, these sim these trucks are like, you know, seven, eight feet away from me, passing me at 70 miles an hour. And apparently they can't go more than 10 miles or whatever without one of their tires blowing out. And if one of their tires blows out where I am standing, it's going to blast me right in the face or in a leg. And like these things are big enough, they're going to take off a leg or something like that. And I started like kind of freaking out because there were just so many pieces of tire that I just assumed this is going to happen like right next to me. It, like it just has to because there's just so much debris. But um, and at that point, I still I think I had like a mile and a half to walk 
And so Car- carrying up, a gas can, carrying a gas can. Yeah, that's the thing. I said, I told Patrick, my last move is going to be to light the gas can on fire and throw it at the truck. <laughs> like how, how big of a gas can, like a two and a half gallon, like a little two and a half gallons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't like too heavy, but it was. I had to buy it also. Of course, um, yeah. And so, you know, I think you couldn't. I, wait, I think, like you couldn't I just think, put the gas like, in a big gulp or something. I think thirty-seven dollars for two and a half gallons of gas Jeez. plus a carrying case is pretty pretty reasonable. <laughs> so, Ryan, I am kind of amazed that you were able to take pictures because I've you take a lot of screenshots and send them to us. And I've literally never seen your phone more than 5% charged. Yeah. So you must that, have been focused on keeping that battery charged. No, well, driving. see, that was also part of the reason that I waited to go on the walk is that I let my phone charge uh, up for about an hour um, while I also waited for the sun. Um, I, I how, how, how are you sure? Like you weren't killing your battery. Well, I wasn't, um, but I did have my laptop with me, and so oh, I charged, charged it. I charged it for about fifteen minutes on my with the car, just like okay. on on. I had the air AC off and everything, but then I was like, I don't want to have this on anymore. And so then I got out the laptop and plugged my laptop, okay. plugged my phone into the laptop, and charged it for another forty-five minutes. Because yes, I was very concerned. If I do this too long, I'm <laughs> like, not going to have. Wouldn't that be great? Battery. You're back at the car. Yeah. You got gas, and <laughs> it won't start. All right, Patrick. Yeah. Do you know where we set the new destination to where I thought I was going to make it to? I need you to come all the way to me and give me a jump as well. Get some bump, get some jumper cables. Yeah. And so I, uh, and so because Patrick had stopped wherever it was in Memphis that we had planned on meeting at this travel center, one of those big old gas stations that we just found that was like halfway. And I was like, yeah, I just ran out of gas and I don't know how much, <laughs> how long it's going to take me. He's like, well, I was going to take a nap, but I guess I'll just start driving toward you. <laughs> He's like, send me a pen. And so. How long then, did how long did the trip take you? I mean, it was total about 18 hours like to do that. Get back. And and as I was walking on the side of the road, one of those semis threw like gravel into my eye and I could not get it out. And so the, the entire way driving back home. I had this piece of gravel that I'd been trying to flush out of my eye, but it was just in there. And my eye just kept getting redder and redder and more <laughs> swollen. It hurt to keep open. I've been awake for all this time and I'm driving back like in the sun uh, just with have, just my eye that feels miserable. Should just have have had one of the boys drive. Yeah, yeah I should have. And which is why when I took them back, flew them, I was like, okay. You you put the the car on a plane and you flew them instead. <laughs> yes, we we got we got on the plane with the car. No, we got on a plane and someone had a dog in a carrying case, like as their carry on, just like under the seat in front of them, and it barked the whole fucking flight. It did not shut up, and like Jack was saying, that has to be somebody's app. There's no way that's a real dog because it just kept. <laughs> The whole time, the, the, and I was like, is, "No, look, that's a dog. That's a the, real dog." This is why I've I've never uh, traveled with uh, animals on like a plane or anything. And my sister's done it uh, with cats or something. I just I would be so embarrassed 
Yeah, I know. It's not the dog's fault. He's like, what the like, hell is Why this? are you bringing me on this plane? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine how confusing, like, the ear stuff? Like, yeah, exactly. Pressure? Oh, yeah. my God. I know. Like, the boys were like, my ears are hurting. And I was like, yeah, it's, I told you that's going to happen. Just chew this gum. What are you going to do with the dog? Here, chew this gum. So, <laughs> so your new antagonist, Ryan, is, is semis. Yeah. Yeah, we need to do something about semi tires. How? Why are they exploding so often? <laughs> like, what about the pedestrians? It doesn't seem have, to be that big what of about a problem. The, what about the people that have run out of gas and are having to walk on the side of the road? What, what about the highway pedestrians? Who's thinking about the highway pedestrians? No one is. Coming up next on the SSEU, Ryan investigates why are tires exploding left and right? What can we do about it? And what about the pedestrians? That does what sound like you... a clickbait title. And, 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 and like, is a gas can enough protection to block <laughs> to block a piece, a, a two foot piece of rubber flying at you? Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm assuming you you use the the gas can as a sort of protection. So did you hold that in front of your groin, your face? <laughs> like, which which is your most important part of your body? This is very telling. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have the stamina to kind of hold it more than just straight arm so like there was no lifting it up to protect anything it was just carry it in my left arm for a while switch it to my right to right okay i didn't i didn't switch and walk backwards when i when i switched to my right arm i mean this has to happen to people all the time i assume that this is a common thing that people are confronted with you call your face your money maker all the time (laughs) always saying that and the thing is, you do have five kids already, so is it really a loss if if the if the groin gets a little injured? I guess not. I mean, I guess for me, I don't know about for anybody else. But, but banked, Ryan... you banked gallons of sperm. <laughs> you but, should see the should see the gas cans of sperm. <laughs> but 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 Ryan, when you got to the gas station and you were tired, did uh, did you get coffee to like try to mm. get some energy? I got a five. I bought a five hour energy. I bought a $25 gas can. Okay. Um, what, what was it? Uh, olive oil uh, infused? It was not olive oil infused. Oh, it, it wasn't. Uh, okay. Hi, you've been getting into this, Chris. I have. I don't know where you're going with this. I'm trying to serve you up. Star- Starbucks is betting big on olive oil infused coffee, hoping customers will oh. be enticed by the anomaly and the health benefits. An anomaly? Okay. Wait, what? And, and the health benefits of extra virgin olive oil. That's not what the word anomaly means. I can dump I can dump olive oil into my into my coffee myself. Uh, but uh, you're the one who spotted this news item, Chris. So uh, walk us through it. You missed the most important part. What the, the virgin olive oil? No, I will read the headline. Oh, okay. Some customers are complaining the new olive oil infused Starbucks drink is making them run to the bathroom. <laughs> Is uh, the olive oil kind of greasing the skids there? Uh, it seems to be. Mm. I, wasn't there something like called a butter shot? No, or is that a liquor? Wasn't there like what people would have butter with coffee and it would kind of produce yes. the same thing? Like it's mm-hmm. it's a health benefit, but for some people it's like uh like it, like, like a fully X-Lax. loaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so, it's like XLAX surprise. So if I went out into the kitchen here and I just like I shagged some olive oil, would I? I would think likely within the next several hours, you would be cleaned, cleaned out. A 16 ounce drink of this olive oil stuff from Starbucks has as much as 30 
four grams of fat, which is more than what many find in a meal. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, so here's here's the science behind the pain. It's a fragile combination, the article says. Caffeine, which is a stimulant, and olive oil, which is a relaxant. So that's like the bad combination oh, of like sure. where your bowels are both stimulated and relaxed. And relaxed, yeah. You got <laughs> you got the best of both worlds right there. It's like turbocharged. Whose what's, idea was what's this wrong thing? with just coffee? What's wrong with just coffee? <laughs> like it, or espresso. Get a shot of espresso. You want some extra caffeine? Great. I get that. But olive oil. I, I don't know. Like, is 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 this what like is a, the health benefit to that other than just cleaning, cleaning you know, your bowels? Surely that's yeah. a that's a health like, benefit. Why do you need to uh, combine that with coffee? If I'm busy um working, I don't also want to have to be like, oh my gosh. It's happening. I'm going to be in the bathroom for uh, like stretches of probably five to 10 minutes for the next hour. (laughs) It's a crucial part Um, of the Mediterranean diet, Ryan. It's I guess if you can control your schedule enough to where you can just build that into your workday from one to two p.m. I just need to shit. (laughs) Thomas is not amused for some reason. He's just like in like not only not amused, but intently focused on something else. I'm trying to figure out what the next segment is going to be. Transition. Uh, you know my my stance on cruises. They suck. Uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty. That's, that's pretty much. Too. I yeah. feel like that's like a nationalistic thing, though. Like you're like Norwegians and their Norwegian cruise lines. Oh, I mean, I mean, cru- cruising is more of a Swedish thing than it is a Norwegian. Cruising. Uh, uh, and so. I thought that was more of a. 80s thing you mean in cars or boats i mean in parks do you not know what cruising is no i have no idea there's a movie called cruising is from the 80s and it's about men uh, back when it wasn't as acceptable for men to engage in certain activities is that what jim uh, mcgreevy was doing they went to parks to play chess <laughs> <laughs> i'm just glad that that yeah, that's no they, longer they would say the, King the stigma me. is no longer <laughs> oh wait that's checkers uh, no, but anyway, Ryan's, so... Ryan's playing chess while all of us are playing. Ryan's playing checker as well. The rest of us <laughs> chess yep. in parts. Uh, That's why he runs out of gas all the time. From here to uh, this is the narrowest point between here and Denmark. Did you did you know? Have we talked about this? Narrowest point. The narrowest point of Öresund Strait. Uh, the sound. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, and, and so there, there's a boat that goes between here and there, uh, 20 minutes. It's usually, we, we've talked about, how do I get to Copenhagen? I take the boat instead of taking the train uh, because I, I, I want to, to avoid the bridge. This Saturday, this week, uh, I'm going drinking on the boat with some friends. So that's not quite cruising. But then the next weekend, uh, we are going on a Finland cruise. Uh, from uh, Stockholm uh, to Finland and back. So it's a crew. It takes like, I don't know, 36 hours or something like that. Uh, and so there is the, sleeping involved. Uh, I mean, probably not for us. It's it's going to be drinking until we, well, yeah, there will be sleeping when we pass out. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can go 36 hours straight without, you know, some kind of a crash. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, but, uh, He's going to uh, test his limits. <laughs> yeah. But it is the first time I'm going on one of those Finland cruises to actually drink. I have only ever used them for transportation previously, where you travel overnight, uh, you take your car on it, and you go to Finland. Is this a cruise or a ferry? This or is the same in, in your part of the world. 
this it's essentially the same. So these Finnish boats or ferries, depending on which one you pick, are party cruises. Uh, so you will have a few people who just load their, their cars on and they're actually heading somewhere. But a lot of people... But then there's just also take... people that are just... <laughs> Partying, oh, overnight, you party, you go to Finland, you pick up some Finns, you go back to Stockholm and then the Finns sail back home. Uh, it's great. It's supposed it, The best part about it is that it is really, really cheap. And I've never uh, done one of these before, but I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and by cheap, I mean the alcohol is cheap. That's that's strange. That's um, It's almost like they're asking for it, right? Who's asking for what? For you to you know drink as much as you can. Yeah, they're asking for it because they want to make money. Okay. Uh, are, are you going to get a chance to meet the uh, prime minister of Finland? I don't even know his name, to be honest. Isn't it a hot chick? Uh, no, they, they voted the socialist out of office. Oh, Finally. She, I, I feel so bad for her. She was a socialist? Yeah. I didn't know that about her. All the hottest ones are. I don't think that's true. Tell me Lauren <laughs> isn't. Tell me Lauren. Jen Psaki. Anyway, so I look forward to bringing reports from my boat trips and, and we'll see if this uh, cruise thing, if, if cruises actually have something going for them. Well, I mean, I would do, I could get on board with something like that, but I would never do a cruise in this. Like those do not sound like in cruises a park. to me. When I think of like, not that, I'm talking about like on a cruise ship where, you know, the staff is, because this doesn't sound like there's going to be staff that's essentially indentured servants that have no other form of, you know, work. This sounds like, you know, this could be a union job that probably pays pretty well. Because it's Scandinavia, it's just, of course it's, just it's where a union job. Li- it's jobs, just where so. you live. Yeah, but but uh, people, the people that work on cruise ships, they are, they have terrible lives. The Logan Roy cruise ship stuff, uh, the way it's easy to prey on the the. You know, Joe the, Joe the, the staff that has to work. No, what was what was the name of the? Uh, they had an uncle. Mo, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Mo. Was, was his name Lester or something like that? Yes, yeah, that yes. was it. Yes, they called him Uncle Mo. Chris actually likes cruises. I'm I'm just I'm just like looking at our our chat and noticing that you actually you do have a have an agenda there and um i should have known well this new starbucks drink but i, I forgot about that story because i have the memory of a of a goldfish because i ted lasso said i'm supposed to well can we, can we talk about jury duty so uh jury duty is uh the new show uh found on the streaming service uh where Freevy. <laughs> oh shit oh free preview what's that uh preview which is is uh, that something I have? Can I access this? Amazon, it's Amazon Prime's streaming channel, which and it's literally it's free because I it has commercials. I I don't understand it. Like, is is um is there still Bosch like is on right. freebie? Well, the the newest season. So, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Like Amazon was like, well, wouldn't it be great if we got into the ad supported? Yeah, no, like, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, it's like. Because there's no version of freebie that you can get without ads. Right. Is it British? Um, is no, what British? <laughs> freebie. It's Amazon. It's it's, it's Amazon. It's it's Amazon's. They're putting free. all of their most of their new shows are going well. Free free some free stuff. What? They're still releasing. I'm, fi- I'm fighting a BBC service. Free V. Free V. F R E E V E E E. You may and for some reason they're like, free, "Hey, free v- oh oh okay." I I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. I was really resistant at first. My I was TV. Like, I'm never gonna watch because when I first heard about what it was gonna be, I was like, "I'm never watching anything that they put on that." 
but then like since then they've put on they put some shows on there that i'm like oh i want to watch that and so like they did this on purpose where they were like yeah we know that you're gonna hate this but also the only <laughs> we're, place we're gonna get we're, we're gonna, gonna make, make you some of it like just good enough that you will yes, watch exactly. these commercials that's what they've done yes because there's also movies and which will just start playing like if you watch a show or movie and it ends and there's no more episodes of it it'll then just like randomly pick a movie that it thinks you'll we'll like just and force just feed you playing it a yeah. movie with commercials yeah uh, okay question how is freebie connected to imdb well amazon owns imdb it used to be imdb tv that was what it was before and then amazon bought imdb and then they changed it from imdb tv to freebie Okay, and where where does Freeway where do they get their shows from? Is it just like the scrap heap that, that doesn't? Well, initially that's what it was when it was IMDb TV, but then when Amazon bought it, they were like some of their shows that were going to be on Prime. They took those and said like some of them that they thought were oh these are actually good, like Bosch. Like Bosch is a was a good show that they could have kept on Amazon Prime, but they were like we want to actually force people to watch freebie so we're going to take some of the stuff that we actually like and think is good and we're going to put it on freebie to like launch it and you know force people into getting used to it and so that's what they've done and they did that with this jury duty show and there was i can't remember there was a couple other shows that i've liked that like i had to watch on freebie i i like how the everyone like there were all these streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever have you, and now they're having the idea that you know you know what we need, we need <laughs> commercials, like, TV commercials. channels with commercials. Yeah, and, well, and that's why they did it because like there started to be this thing where everybody's like, people aren't going to subscribe to fifteen different pay services, and so they were like, oh well, we'll get one that they don't have to subscribe to. It's free, but there's commercials and which like sounds like just terrible. Like, I don't I I, I was re- when I heard about what they were doing, I was just like, that's that's a terrible idea. I'm never going to watch that. Um, But then they put shows on it that they were like, and oh, well, you're going to like these shows. some of the commercials so. are like 30 seconds. But then you get into it's, like yeah. season or episode like six or seven. And they're like, it's three like three minutes, long. three minutes. Yes. Huh. Right, and I'm so, just, I'm just like I, I dumping olive oil in my coffee just so I can have a bathroom <laughs> break and miss the commercial. I realize Thomas now he watched on. He's not had any of this commercial experience. Quest, question: So did you? Uh, so Jerry Duty is the name of the show. Uh, did you buy or rent it? <laughs> uh, okay, I mean that's a deep pull for people who haven't watched the show. So can we can we talk about what Jury Duty is? Uh, you mean b- besides James Marston's Vanity Project? Yes, go ahead. What what is this? <laughs> See, I don't think it is um, his va- a Vanity Project at all. I think I don't think like I think yeah he could he could he could have made himself like look a lot better than he does but like he like generally if there's an option of where someone has to look bad it's him we could probably uh go to the effort of looking up the exact information they give us on the title cards um which explains in the first 30 seconds exactly what the show is but instead we'll just wing it okay so jury duty is a tv show uh where we are given unprecedented access to the inner workings of a trial um, of a jury trial in a civil case. And the reason that we have unprecedented access is because it's fake. <laughs> that Everyone there is... is an actor 
except one person. And I don't even remember how they got him to like sign up for it. Like, well, like he went to the he mall and that, signed up to be on a jury or something. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not like you could give it an official summons, the, the, you know, the way. Yeah, exactly. It was a way that you would never actually get called to be on a jury. Um, but, but he's they, just dumb but enough. They, but he did it because they said, well, this is like a little bit different. Cause they said, we're actually um, allowed to do a documentary about, cause he thinks they're doing a documentary about this a jury in the trial and he thinks like somehow they got special permission and so that's why it was a, a different process to get called for it and so they get james marsden um to as like the recognizable actor everyone else is an actor but they're like um kind of very low level, very underground yeah like uh, like improv people they're like improv uh, people uh, who are not is recognizable. It, is it, is it, isn't todd a guy are there, are there, uh, the, the guy with the inventions like the the chair i looked up ass. he's not like he he's not really been in anything like, okay I, I, all right i looked up as i am i mean he's been in stuff but nothing that i recognize and like he hasn't even been on like podcasts that i recognize the only like chris mentioned lisa gilroy is in it and she was like the most recognizable person that uh, that i'd seen well other than kirk fox kirk fox yeah yeah who i love he's i've been yes he's great um so so right so the show wouldn't probably wouldn't have worked well i mean he seems a bit stupid but like it wouldn't have worked if they had more famous people because then right. he might have caught on yeah, exactly exactly yeah. but these are really really talented people it's just that they're right they're just unknown they're improv improv people like uh so the the judge was ike Barinholtz's dad yeah, Alan Barinholtz. So I don't That's know crazy. if he like what his character has been like, but I don't know that that, that was interesting. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. Here's why I think it wasn't a vanity project is because they make sure like he knows that he is famous, but not that famous. Like so he <laughs> like he basically gives his IMDb filmography to yes. <laughs> like when he's introduced yeah. to the to the guy, he's like listing all of his movies. Um, like yeah. the guy finally recognizes him from something you would never something like somebody like him would never do. And if they did, if they got caught doing that, like got caught on camera doing that, they would be really embarrassed for just like listing their IMDb credits. But it was clear that he's like, I don't know how well this guy. I don't know if it, during the screening process, they're like, have you ever heard of this guy or Se- sex you know, drive where he was, uh, he was a teacher or something. I've never yeah. seen sex drive. Yeah, so I, I haven't. I haven't either. But that's. Uh, right. He says, because the last one he says when he's listing him, he says Westworld. He says, oh, shit, you were in Westworld. <laughs> and, and then you know, my, my favorite thing is so he is um, playing James Marsden is playing a like a parody of himself, yeah, like a absolutely. clueless Hollywood star. But it's it's pitch perfect. It's not over the top. Like I was telling right. you guys how it's like just believable. Enough. It's yeah. Where um, <laughs> he's he's like, oh, uh Look, I thought her socks said Sonic and her socks said Panagonia, but he's like trying to bring up movies that he's in. He's like, yes. oh, I because I, uh, I was in Sonic, you know, and he's like, oh, re- damn, man, really? Like, I heard that sucked, you know, <laughs> I, and he was like, that was great. <laughs> and he was like, so- like the new one with with Jim Carrey, where if he were like playing it way above what he should have been, he would have been like, no, Sonic with me. Oh right. yeah, Jim Carrey was in. He's it. he's just as much of a star of Sonic as Jim Carrey is. Like he's 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 as far as like other than Sonic, it's like James Marsden is like in it the most. All uh, right, so I'm looking at his uh, his uh, filmography, and 
I'm not sure I've seen any of the things he's in. Nothing like I like him. I I actually do like he because there's been some there's a there's a few like indie movies he's been in. I can't I, remember I, him. I've seen um, the Butler. Apparently he's JFK and that. I've seen that. <laughs> I have not seen that. Um, but go down the the list of his his, his movies. There there are some movies that are that he's in that are actually. I mean, good. so like X X Men, um, um, yeah, which whatever. I did not I mean, remember. Um, I forgot Sula- that he's Sulander. Uh, well, he he lists. It's funny when he lists his filmography. Like he lists like kind of lame movies, like Hairspray, yeah. Enchanted. Yeah, he doesn't. The only one that's like you know any kind of prestige would be like Westworld, um, a- Anchorman Two. Um, let's My Little Pony, a new little generation, or new generation. Oh wait, never mind. Oh, he is in that. He has a voice in that. That's actually pretty good. But he, like he's also in TV shows. Like he's he's great. He's great. Yeah, he lives in Austin now too. Um, so and he looks like a movie star. You have to ruin him. <laughs> but okay, so um, and also um, like one of the first things uh, that that the uh, he's the in the new guy, season of Party Down. When does that come out? Yet. It's out. I haven't watched it yet, but it's out. What is that on? Something I don't have. Oh, I bet it's like stars. It, I uh, think it is on stars. Yes. Uh, all right. So, so a different question then about the process. Oh, so, mm, okay. So sorry. They, what they they find this dude. You know what his character? Now I remember the movie that his character is. For, there's a movie called The D Train with that he's in from 2015 with Jack Black, and it's like a high school reunion where these guys like knew each other and they're friends and they come back for their high school reunion and in the movie James Marsden is like you know an actor at basically the level of james marson in real life but he comes back as like an asshole who's like you know what he is kind of in the show and that like that that in that movie is very close to like his character in this show i want to talk about the jury of his peers they did a great job like he's amazed wow like i'm in a jury of my peers he looks around he's like there's everybody represented and if you look around the room and there it is like this cross section it wasn't like yeah oh, let's get a bunch of movie star looking beautiful actors it's just like yes. no let's find just the most random sort of or even if, if if there may be even a little bit attractive like they'll put like crazy makeup on them to look stupid and they, they give them all jobs uh, there's a rideshare driver. Uh, there's um, Todd is like a quality assurance agent or something. Yes. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yes. um, um, and then, and then in, in, in the first scene of them, like when, when he arrives and he gets in the... So, so here's what I'm impressed about. Like I've been, I've been watching it. Uh, I'm like a little more than halfway through. And like in all of the scenes where, where he's in there, like they're all like acting like they're playing their parts like yeah. even yes not even if he's in a conversation with someone else or something right. they're still oh. in the background yeah yes that's what i was like so amazed about too is like man these people have to stay in character <laughs> like they're really daniel day lewising it so james marsden does not want to serve on the jury so he's doing everything he can to get out of it right. and he like basically celebrates when he finds out he doesn't make the jury but then they're like, they're also two alternate jurors. And so they call the one guy and and James Marsden's like pumping his fist. And the guy goes and sits in front of James Marsden and, and James Marsden leads forward. He says, oof. Oof. Yes. <laughs> and then he's the second alternate. He's the second alternate. And oh, my gosh, my 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 all time favorite. So he's reading the script. 
and he's reading the script and <laughs> at this one point he, he goes ah <laughs> like he's just in the background and he's like oh jump scare <laughs> jump scare <laughs> like yes that makes it so much better that just not the fact that he's in it but then that they're also like oh there's this part that i really want that i'm that i'm like reading the script for it's caleb and then he starts to like become caleb the everyman the and everyman say, oh we're going to margaritaville after tonight and he's like well that sounds like a little too much high dollar for my taste but i could cook a few back tonight and they're like the, right. the so, women are so like, Chris... what are you doing? What are you? He's like, I'm playing Caleb. <laughs> yeah, and then and he gets, he, and he, he goes, and he'll method. jump in and say, Marsden here. <laughs> yeah, and, so ah. those, and they're like, no, then no, this was actually me, Marsden, not Caleb. Like, you'll have to specify like which character he's inhabiting yes. at that moment. All right, but Chris, you wanted to talk more about the jury members of his peers. No, like that that moment has passed. I, I now I, I want I want to get into every man, and um, so they 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 go on a field trip, which is not a thing the juries do. <laughs> they're detectives. Wait, 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 we skipped they're the part where they get like, sequestered. Uh, right, they get sequestered. James Marsden calls Marsden is too famous. He and calls like a paparazzi the, to come ruin it. He thinks, yeah. "Hey, judge, I'm I'm too big of a distraction," and it's like. No, this is not gonna. This is my last trial of my career. I'm not gonna have it be a clown show, and so we're sequestering the jury. Yeah, and then like no, they ever like the actors are like, what does that mean? And yes, the, I just googled it. The real guy is like, it means like he doesn't know either, so he has to like look it up. And yeah, yeah, and so of course they make him the foreman, and he and he talks about how like life just keeps putting on me like these. These these like opportunities to lead or these opportunities to be in charge are just kind of like it's and it just sounds like like it's like the most cringe I maybe not the most cringe inducing part but one of the most because it's just like it's almost like he's reading like the definition of like straight white male privilege and just being like like but he takes it really really seriously really does like Like, the buzz life thing. Like when he makes that guy watch the watch Bugs Life and he thinks he's like mentoring it. And then there's that old lady who's like kind of senile and not really with it. So she like will clap at various points and he'll kind of be like, no, stop. Like, no, no, don't no, don't stop. Do that. Yeah, don't do that. And, and she's like, falling asleep. And he has to keep her awake. Like the judge is like, hey, you're the four person. You're supposed to be in charge mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Right. Well, and then on like, I don't know, the third day of the trial, as you say, they go on a field trip. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to go check out the factory. Because the, 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 the trial is about a guy who got high at work at a, at a shop where they make they make T-shirts, like these ionic T-shirts. And somehow he made the machine keep going and then he laid and, and defecated of- and peed. <laughs> and peed. <laughs> and so they go to the warehouse where this happened. And one of the my favorite part is one of the questions because one of the 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 brand is cinnamon and cinnamon and lace or something like that. And one of the questions is how much urine can a cinnamon lace t-shirt soak up? <laughs> and the judge is like, "Is that a joke? Is that a joke?" And then and the, his... the woman, who, the owner or the brand, the the woman who owns the company, when they first they bring her, they bring her therapist on and the and they the therapist says what was she like before um before this happened and he starts saying like well polyamorous relationships swinging threesomes and they're like no no we mean her anxiety levels he's like oh 
Okay. Uh, and then also at the factory, they, they start looking. It's like him and the black guy on the jury who, yeah. who, are, who are like investigating. The they're, yes, they're like, because the black guy says, I'm going to detective the shit out of this thing. <laughs> so they go looking for clues. And they end, up, they end up in some room with mannequins where Todd is. And they're like, why are there all these shirts here? Like, you know, they're, they're like picking apart the case. Yeah, uh, but Because the shirts were supposed to have been destroyed, but then they find all the shirts. So anyway, uh, the, the case is that it's it's way over the top. Like the defendant is like so bad and his crime was like he was so drunk. He showed up and he passed out and urinated and defecated. They call his mom as a witness. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like basically. Yes. And his, his lawyer. Friend. Yeah, his, his best friend, his best friend, like gives this really amazing testimony only. And then it comes out that like he got caught jerking off at a movie theater and they're like to Pacific Rim. <laughs> Was it a pornographic theater? No. What were you watching? Pacific Rim. And the guy says, I've seen Pacific Rim. It's not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald is his name, right? So like Ronald, the, the right, real yeah. guy, like who it like. He's, he's so Gladden. ridiculous. Yeah. He might as well be an actor. Like he's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not sexy, sexy. Yeah. And then the lawyer is so bad. He can't get anything working. Uh, and he struggles with the cloud from the beginning. He's, <laughs> and he thinks that the trial is for a, a, a claim of $1,300 when it's actually <laughs> so, in the millions. <laughs> and halfway through the trial, like he, the guy fires his own lawyer, yes. but the lawyer has to stay in the room. Stay for like to like give counsel, but he's going to start uh, representing himself. Witnesses and yeah, presenting himself. and and this guy, uh, I keep calling him this guy. What did we say? Ro- Ronald. 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 And Ronald at the end reveals that the whole time when they actually tell him, OK, this is all fake. He was like, dude, well, that's I haven't crazy. gotten to that part yet. Well, you don't care about spoilers, so okay, he's like, that's Thomas, crazy because like he's like, okay. I've been journaling. Because I was like, there's so many crazy things happening. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to write a book about this because this is insane. Like somebody's going to want me to tell this story. And they're like, well, yeah, because it's not real. That's funny. I like I've like looked on his Instagram like after they told him and like it's like a bunch of stuff with like him and James. It's like when James Marsden was like there. Like, after, I don't know, they went out and like hung out at like a bar after he told them. And I guess like I was like I would what I was like saying while we were watching this, I was like, James Marsden better be this dude's friend in real life after this. Otherwise, like this. Does Ryan, he, like, how does he get paid? Do, do you... who, Ronald Gladden? Yeah. Well, who I'm says sure... he, they don't, he signed a like, release? They like... to, well, they he signed the release. I'm sure that like. They they I'm sure by the time the the show was sent out, like he'd watched probably the whole thing before they put it on TV. Like, well, I don't know. But he, I, mean, I guarantee you before they even walked into that first room, he signed a release. They're like, well, OK, sure, I'm sure, just, you know, this trial is going to be video oh, because so we need to sign a release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still, I imagine that they went through it with him um, before they put it on TV. Well, Ryan, you, uh, you shared that clip of James Marsden talking about it where he was like, yeah, he, before it even started, he wanted to make sure it wasn't mean, that it wasn't right. like victimizing, but and, it was kind of like a hero's journey, like like where yes. they give him a chance to be, uh, you know, a hero in this. And 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 like, that's the good thing about it is that like every chance like that guy like uh, Ronald has a chance, the opportunity to maybe be a dick like he's not. He yeah. like he like chooses to like 
uh, every time like chooses to like at least be kind or like be understanding or empathetic to the other people on there. There's no point where like he's just like like even with the 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 one guy whose girlfriend was on a trip with her her friends and Cody, who's like, oh, Cody's definitely a girl. And then they show they pull her Instagram picture and she's standing with a dude with a giant boner whose name was Code Red. And okay, so that that guy later on in the show, spoilers, he you know you know that there's a girl who's interested in, yeah, in yeah, him on yeah. the journey. I that's where he and he takes her to his or takes him to her room. Right. Oh, so you saw and, this part. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, I saw And this he was episode. he was like, I've heard of this term soaking. So it's not cheating if I'm soaking, right? And I'm not going to define what soaking is. Y'all can, y'all can need, make your own Bing search history dirty. But he's like, well, what if we got James Morrison to jump on the bed while we soak to move things around a little? It's the uh, Bill Clinton defense. According to Vulture, uh, he got uh, 100 grand at the end of the show. That's and, very generous. And an explanation of how it all went down. And I mean, he's probably going to, he probably will get some kind of job out of this as what he's not an actor he lives in la i bet you he wanted to be an actor i'll bet you he wants to be an actor did he work for top golf what was his job he i don't some... even remember what his job was i don't remember yeah no i i like so as far as i've gotten in the show i liked when uh, the the two uh, girls ladies at the beginning of uh, one of the episodes the same where James Marston was uh, reading the, the script and getting in character. And they were like, we, we managed to convince them to give us like if uh, like a trip to Margaritaville at the end right. of the day. And I'm like, he, he didn't catch on then that this seems a bit weird. You're sequestered, and then, but, and, but and, not that right. sequestered. <laughs> and then when they're at Margaritaville, they all get like they all get alcohol and like all these all this food. And then the the security guard comes over with the bill and uh, or not the, the bailiff. And um, she's like, I've been over here eating off the like the cheap menu, drinking water. And you guys have been living up this fifteen hundred dollar bill. Like you better figure out how to pay this. And they're all just like, well, let's get. Let's get because and James Marsden was in the bathroom and they're like, let's have him pay it. He can he can afford it. And so he comes out and they tell him and they're like, you think I got that kind of money? And they're like, yes. Yeah. You, uh... <laughs> so then he goes into, well, there's a part in the script where Caleb has to like arm wrestle somebody for dinner or something like that. You uh, you, you know what the Marsden says uh, before he goes to the bathroom at Margaritaville? What? I'm going to go make dirty water. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot about that, but that was great. He's just like, just like just this is what a Hollywood actor thinks that, like <laughs> you know, redneck blue collar people talk like. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm almost gonna make dirty water. And after to go back to the to um like the first episode after like Ronald feels genuinely bad, he's like. So that night he goes and he watches Sonic. And the next day he's like, I'm so sorry. I said, good. I thought it sucked. I watched it. It was really good. And James mm-hmm. Marsden's response is, did you re- rent it or <laughs> buy it? <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's I like, on Hulu. He said, oh, man, if you he's like, if you rented it, I would have got like, what do you say? A dollar. Like, dollar. Like, a dollar. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> which is so great. His improv like, is amazing. So what they did is they really scripted, is. They scripted the arc, but all of the dialogue is, of course, like it couldn't. Is, yeah, it, had, it has to be because which is right. so hard because like yeah, perfect. You don't get multiple takes. I mean, think about like Kerber enthusiasm. 
like that show that that's the idea that's the structure of that show but they do multiple takes yeah of yeah. every single scene and this it's just nope. like you got to go straight through we're doing this one shot the whole the whole series like it's it, yeah it's really the people in it are really really good uh, and yeah, and, and then also in, in the first episode where they are all they are gathered outside for lunch by this food truck and whatnot. Uh, and and this is where this is where I started to react to the fact that everyone's just doing things in the background. Yes. And they're right. oh. like yes. hoping he sees it because yep. this Todd guy who, who has like some sort of water drinking contraption <laughs> fastened to his back. He's, he's like a tr- transhumanist or something. Yeah, like... he's a trans. Yeah, and then but then he also has another like not a faucet, like another pipe that he pulls out. And he's like, oh, I also got solid food in here. Just That's like, right. yes. And then he starts sucking that out too. And um, and, and, just, and you're right. It is like, it just like, he, he had to hope, like, I hope I'm in his eye line. Like, yeah. they, and so somebody else had to be, to, like the choreography had to be where somebody else is like, kind of like trying to draw his attention that way by not seeming like they're trying to draw his attention to this weird guy having this weird conversation in the corner just so he hears it and then james marston's like hey everybody like uh because uh, he's trying to get the judge on his side or whatever to realize like he's how trying to be excused yeah yeah and so he's like uh you guys i'm gonna say <clears throat> that i'm buying lunch for everybody and so when the judge walks by just like make a big deal of like shouting like oh thank you thank you for buying lunch for everybody and then they do it but the judge has got his hand and doesn't even recognize it at all and then the one woman says i already paid for mine can i get reimbursed <laughs> She's like, I have a receipt that. Yeah, that was that's fantastic. And you realize like that was well, yes. that, that may not have been improvised. Maybe that was kind of like maybe, maybe not. But still, just you're establishing like, your character as this clueless person, you know? Right. Yeah. All right, uh, so uh, I like just when Rosa first told me about it, she watched the first episode without me because she just like put it on. Um, And I was like, I don't, this doesn't really sound like that great. I don't know why. Like, maybe I, I should have like not been so dismissive of it at the start but then once i watched the first episode i was like oh wow like i really like james marsden i already liked him but like i, I like him even more now yeah. any any last uh, uh jury duty thoughts no let's uh let's rank rating it. Yeah. rating Ratings. uh i give it six gallons of dirty water i give it nine supreme court justices uh seven miles as a pedestrian on a highway <laughs> That's, that's uh, not good. One more thing before we leave today, Ryan. Uh, so we are a counting podcast, but Ryan has discovered a new way of counting or doing math. Uh, so could could you talk a little bit about how they do it in Hollywood? Uh, well, sure. I will give the explanation that I heard on a podcast from someone who has written uh, movies that have turned into you know he wrote Shark Tale, which was you know one hundred and seventy five million dollar movie which which he says was not uh they didn't get to do the sequel because it didn't make 300 million um scott ackerman was talking about um the gone in 60 seconds and apparently somehow disney wrote down gone in 60 seconds as a 220 million dollar loss and he said it made 100 million at the box office but by hollywood math they disney was able to take uh, to write it off as a $220 million loss. Now, I don't know how you get from, because what was the budget? The budget could not have been, you know, 300 something million dollars. 
It says that the the budget uh, 9200, according to Wikipedia. So it seems like to me, the million marketing. Right. So it seems like maybe they lost 50 million. I don't know how you get another, uh, you know, 150 million, uh, 170 million. You just write it off. You just write it off. (laughs) They're the ones writing it off. Like, does, this, does this work for like when I do my taxes? Can I too do? Can I? Can podcasts do this? do this? Can we take a? <laughs> can we take a two hundred twenty million dollar loss next year? And just be like, yeah, we'll we'll take whatever refund that is. I'll do wonders for my tax situation. Got to be honest. <laughs> All right. So, two part quiz question for you guys: What was the the main car in Gone in sixty seconds? Name and make and model. The name of it. They're all named after. I've oh, not, it, I don't know a Lamborghini? if I've seen the movie. No, it's a Mustang. I only know it's a Shelby GT Mustang because I just yes. listened to this podcast about where they talked about how they had just watched it. I think I saw it when it came out in 2000, but I've not seen it since then. I did not like this movie. So, And and the name of it is Eleanor. You don't, you Eleanor. don't like it? I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it since I was a teenager, so maybe my, my taste... They, you should listen to the podcast and uh, some of the things that they reminded me of that happened in it are just so stupid. Uh, re- we should rewatch it. We should, we should give it a rewatch and find out, is it good? Because I remembered it as being a hit. That was one thing I was surprised that he yeah, said yeah. they they took a two hundred twenty million dollar loss. I was like, wait, I thought that was a hit because like it was when I was in high school, and I thought like everybody everybody talked about that movie, everybody loved it. Um, yeah, and also I mean, how like Angelina Jolie's character, like she had just won the Oscar, but she'd already shot this movie, and so they had to put in like this whole mo- photo montage at the beginning of the movie to like make her character seem like it's more a bigger part of the movie than it really was and so like there's all these photos of like de-aged her and Nicolas Cage and Giovanni Ribisi at the beginning of the movie that were like not part of the original script but they only did it because they're trying to cash in on the fact that she won an Oscar what did, yeah. she for? Well, what did she win for? Girl Interrupted? No. I don't know. Yes. What? Yes she did. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember what she won for, but yeah, it, that was going to be was my shot. guess. But then I was like, "Oh, was that Winona Ryder? Was it Winona I Ryder seen in that? that movie?" Yeah, she I think was. she is in that. Yeah, uh, Jolie won for supporting. Okay, yeah, that is all the time we're giving to this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll see where Ryan is parked next week. Mm. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I'll find somewhere else that's closed. May- maybe you'll find some knife throwing uh Austin oh, i should oh man if i could park right next to the guy while he's throwing knives <laughs> light a blade. candle don't let it get blown out also buy a Throw kayak a cut it in half get a blade at austin blades go go to, go, go to parks no, play chess no bad days kayaks King cut me. a kayak in half wasn't it out of business it is isn't. it is out of business yeah. oh, okay. well all right goodbye Opening theme music by Nick Schwartz. Opening voiceover by Timothy P. Lewis. Cover art design by Tight Ones. This script for this episode was written by Jesse Armstrong. This episode was produced and directed by... No. No one. No one. We... We didn't have. We used to have two executive producers to handle these things, and Flag Taylor and Ben Parker. We haven't seen hide nor hair of them for quite some time. 
really want to see their hides again. If anyone out there has any information on their whereabouts, please mail us a letter at our P.O. Box. Ben may just be really, really busy. He, he, I think he works for MI6 or something. Flag, on the other hand, I'm worried about him. I heard a rumor that he may have finally given up his job as a... Uh, what do you call it? Um, at the college, he, like, told people what to do, but, but like, only in his classroom. Uh, classroom boss? I think classroom boss, that's what it was. Anyway, I think he quit classroom bossing and took a shot at his dream job, a body part salesman. Which I'm happy for him, but it's a dangerous job. Uh, I mean, the body part sales industry has come a long way. It's more corporate than it used to be, but it's still dangerous. More dangerous than it needs to be, honestly. So I hope he's okay. I really hope Flag's not just a loose sack of skin in a ditch somewhere as his own body parts are being sold at a discount by his competitors. But if he is, well, it's his dream. Rest in power, King. Telling on their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Fuck around, get the whole label sent up for years. So, there's rules to this shit. Fools dare care. Everybody wanna rule the world with tears for fear. Yeah, yeah, tell them, tell it on the mountain hill. Running up their mouth, Bill. Everybody doubting still. Former, keep it up and get tested. Pop through your bubble vest or double breasted. He keep a lab down south in the little beast. So much heat, you would have thought it was the Middle East. A little grease always keeps the wheels a spinning Like sitting on 23s to get the squealers grinning Hitting on many trees, feel real linen Spitting on enemies, get the steel for ten men With no brains but gum flap He said his gun clap, then he fled after one slap Son, shut the trap, save it for the bitches mm, delicious, rap snitch, delicious You know what I'm saying? It's terrible. crazy, man, I'm just analyzing this whole game This is bugged out, man, niggas snitching Telling on their own self Fuck around, don't get anybody bag, man. Fuck around, get your mama bag, man. You know your grandma used to be bootlegging, fake hustling, nigga. <laughs> 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 